Hi everyone, Aisha here. Just wanted to give a quick apology for missing our last upload uh, between my illness and Kim's workload. We kind of really haven't had a lot of time to sit down, record, upload, and edit. So apologies for that. Thanks for understanding. Uh, belated Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Uh, we really appreciate your continued listenership and participation in our little podcast. Uh, I hope 2023 has wonderful things in store for all of you. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to Oshiokio, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha, and in this episode we'll be talking about the Inner Century and the Cats, and the Deathbusters arc, and Sailor Moon S of the original Sailor Moon anime. So last episode we talked about Isaki Mamoru. This episode we're talking about the team. Yeah, and do we want to take a quick minute? I don't know if we've ever explained why we call them the Inner Century versus the Outer Century. Uh, isn't that basically because that's what the Outer Century called themselves? They called themselves the Outer Century and therefore, like, the others are the Inners. Even though Jupiter is, like, an outer planet because what makes something an outer versus an inner is the asteroid belt. And the asteroid yeah. belt is around Mars. <laughs> so Right, it's right after Mars. Yeah. Yeah, so Jupiter is technically an outer, but, um, yeah, it's the outermost planets in our solar system. So the inner ones are mostly terrestrial planets that are, are like you said, on, on our side of the asteroid belt. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's cool that they're divided like that in the anime uh, and that they have different jobs. Well, and also like the three outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, um, are not visible by the naked eye, whereas mm -hmm. all of the others are including Saturn. Right. So like Saturn is counted as an outer century, but um Mercury, Mars, Venus, Jupiter and Saturn are all visible by the naked eye and they are very important in both astronomy and astrology. Mhm. Mm so, yeah. And that's probably one of the reasons why the characters meant to be more uh mysterious, hidden, unseen. Yeah, it's why they protect the outer reaches of our solar system and also, like, why Jupiter gets to be included in the inner century is because when you have Sailor Moon in the middle and she has two people on either side of her, it's a nice balance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you add Chibiusa and then you add the other four outer century, you still have, like, the balance of, like, Chibi Moon and, like, the outers and then, like, Sailor Moon and the inners. And so it's an equally divisible thing. So it's symmetry. Yeah, it's it's a five-guy team. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're not even touching on the asteroid century. Right. <laughs> that's, that's a future thing to talk about. We'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. We'll get there. And they're basically a footnote. Anyway, this episode, it's about the inners <laughs> in this arc that we've been covering. So we'll go in the order that we usually do, which is the order of introduction uh, in both the manga and the anime. So we start off with mm -hmm. Sailor Mercury. Um... I have in the notes that she's pretty muted in the manga, and it's the same in the anime, except, like, we'll talk, well, let's talk about the manga first. 
So in the manga, Sailor Mercury is not really a focus except for when she has to face off against Vilui because Vilui is the um, Witch's Five that corresponds to Mercury's powers. Not so much mm-hmm. the water, but the genius, which is inter- which is a fun twist. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just like, oh, this is the person opposite your powers, you know, mm-hmm. which is something that... Um, uh, Takuchi Sensei likes to do. She likes to pit him against somebody with the same uh, power set. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, yeah, it was cool that she was like, she, this time she focused more on like their personal interests, you know, or their mm-hmm. personal talents and skills. So, yeah. And not that Ice wasn't involved, because it was, but right. more of, it, definitely more emphasis on the um, pitting them head to head intellectually. Yeah, and I I did enjoy that. Uh, in the manga, she had more involvement in determining who the enemy was and how to evaluate mm-hmm. that. Like, really early on, she's like, this whole Delta region around Mugen Gakuen, like, that whole thing has spatial distortion. Like, she can't figure out the details because there's a lot of stuff interfering. But she's like, there's something really weird about this place. Um, she's also yeah. a voice of caution against Uranus and Neptune. She's more of like a, a reasonable voice of caution compared to the others because Jupiter is fully against the outer century. Um, but she's like, uh-huh. we can't, we don't know them. We can't trust them. Usagi's like, yeah, just, but they're, they're like us. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, Mercury is very much like, logically, we don't, just because they're, they're century doesn't mean we can trust them. You know, we don't know what their deal is. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, that's kind of a cool, I don't know if it's an intentional foreshadowing, but it's kind of a cool foreshadowing because later on in the series, you know, not to give too much spoiler, but we will run into senshi who are not good guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Who look like senshi, who have the sailor name. Yeah. Right. And we're not on our side. <laughs> nope. Um... I do like that um, contrast to in the anime where, like, everyone kind of realizes that it's Mugen Gaku and that's the problem. Ami's the one who figures Mm -hmm. it out. Like, she infiltrates it because she's the one who, once again, brought up that there's a spatial distortion around there. Uh, Was like, there's Mm -hmm. something really suspicious about this person who tied with me on an exam. (laughs) Um, Right. Like, I've been invited. All of you should come with me because we need to infiltrate. And then she's the one who sounds the alert and tells everyone like this is the base of operations yeah yeah we found it yeah yeah and i i like the way she's utilized for um exposition in the manga as well because Mm. instead of just like just randomly knowing things um she researches like she studies and she researches so it makes sense why she knows this stuff instead of like this character popping out of the blue and just being like, oh, hi, guys, let me tell you all of the things. You know, of course, it's not quite that right. casual. Usually it's meant to be dramatic and mysterious. It's like, this is what's happening here. And mm-hmm. uh, it just makes more... I, I like I like how it plays out in the manga a little bit better because it works with her character more. So... Yeah, so like, like sets sets and it pops up out of the blue. Let me explain to you all these things. It's like, where did you come from? Right, where it's just like I know, like <laughs> you know, you don't know me. I know we haven't talked, but like I'm just gonna show up and like give you all the necessary exposition because now, like, we have like ten episodes to wrap up the plot. 
Whereas in the manga, like, Mercury's kind of, like, leading the charge, essentially, you know, like, taking, extrapolating from Mars and then, like, Mamoru's visions and being like, okay, well, it's clear, like, all of this weird stuff is happening to the Mugen students in the Mugen Delta. Like, all of this comes from here. And we just need to, like, we just need to confirm that this is the weird place. Yeah. I reread the manga. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I reread the manga to make these notes. Um, And it's not, like, in-depth reading. Just, you know, like, the skimming to make sure that I have all the the details. Um, And I was surprised, honestly, by how little the inner senshi really featured in this arc because yeah. I felt like they had a much bigger presence than they actually do. And I think mm-hmm. that that just means that Takeuchi Sensei knows how to write multiple characters all together. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, she doesn't fall back. Like, one thing I like is even though Mercury, you know, Ami is, she is a genius. She is um definitely more academically intelligent than anybody else in the group but she's not the only intelligent character and i like how she utilizes a collaborative effort between um ray mamaru and ami as they're researching and figuring things out and playing into their own strengths it's not just a smart character who solves all the brainy problems it's a collaborative effort between these between these team members you know mm-hmm. so the their actions though we see less of them their actions have more of effect on the plot than what we wind up with in the series yeah and to build on what you just said of like how the manga has you know the research between ami ray and mamoru in the anime, like, Ami and Mamoru do a little bit of research together. Like, there is mention of both of them being smart and that kind of being, like, a small grouping. And I wish that was something the anime had leaned more into. Because mm-hmm. instead of doing that and having Ami and Mamoru doing this research, that, like, later on it does show them each doing individually, um, it would have been nice to see that. Yeah. You know? Like... Ami exists in this section of the anime to just tell everybody to study for their high school exams. And <laughs> sometimes Ami it, is it a just, walking PSA. Yeah, sometimes it just felt so incongruous because, like, an episode with end with, like, Uranus and Neptune talking about how people have to die in order to save the world. And then the next episode would start with them in the Hikawa Shrine with... Ami saying, like, we have to study or we won't get into high school. And it's like, <laughs> again, yeah. we were we were binge watching these instead of, you know, watching them week to week. But it it's still very jarring. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, she seemed like a lot less of a person in the anime this time around. Very much. She's kind of the puppet that sits in the corner. She'll make little um, comments about just nerdy geeky kind of stuff you know just like oh random trivia i'm gonna tell you because i'm the smart one you know it's like don't i mean at least study (laughs) 
I mean, at least it wasn't as bad as her being like, oh, right, water dissolves sugar, like in Sailor Moon R. Right. <laughs> where it's I was just like, like cake is okay, not tuxedo- good for you. <laughs> oh, God, that was just so bad where, like, Tuxedo Common has to, like, obliquely say, like, sh- like water melts sugar, and then Ami to be like, oh, yeah, water melts sugar. Like, mm. <laughs> I will never not be bitter about that. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Not really, oh but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh but yeah. lord! Anime, um, anime, Ami. She, she got two episodes this season. Mm-hmm. She did a little bit better when she was featured. Yeah, she got to have she got to have her personality back temporarily. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I liked her with Michiru. I liked that Michiru called her out for holding back. Even yeah. though she was wearing that god-awful swimsuit, I feel like if it had been Anime Ray in that position, Anime Ray would have been like, you can't insult me when you're wearing that. <laughs> I think it's funny that even later in the season, Michiru was in an entirely different swimsuit. Like, somebody was like, okay, it is too late to change anything in these episodes, but she can never wear this again. It was horrible. I don't know who designed that, but... Um... I I love it because it is so hideous. It's great. It's so frilly and over the top. It's like, oh my god. Um, it's I don't really care about the episode where she gets her heart crystal stolen that much. Like, I don't really remember it. I remember the episode that has her go up against Vilui a little bit more. Yeah. Although it's way, it's, she's not as cool sizing up against Vilui as she is in the manga. Mm-hmm. In the manga, she's fully aware, like, she's walking into a trap. And in the anime, it's just like, well, it's kind of suspicious. And it's like, we have eight episodes left of this season <laughs> and two yeah. of those eight episodes are garbage so. yeah i i like the way it played out in the manga better i, I somehow i feel like it was paced better because she uncovers everything at that point and like that was kind of ami's ami's goal you know she's like mm-hmm. yes i'm stepping into a trap i'm stepping into it willingly so that i can get the intel that i need and she does it you know but in the anime, in in the anime, it just there isn't a clear A, B, and C where they're going with the plot. You know, it's just like she goes in, and then like stuff happens, and it's like it's hard to like remember and recall how it plays out because it's not, it's really, it's not linear, right? It just seems like a lot just happens, and it doesn't necessarily like A leads to B leads to C. It's just kind of like. This happens, and then this other thing happens. I think one of the biggest issues makes... for all of the intercentry in this season is that they don't really have agency. They really don't. The only time they get agency is pretty much in the episode, with the exception of Minako, who has, like, several great episodes. And <laughs> Minako's a queen. It's great. Um, but the others, you know, like, they have, like, they're looked at in the episodes where the hard crystals are stolen, because we have, like, Ami's interaction with Michiru, we have uh, Mako's re- the interaction with Haruka. I don't remember Ray's heart crystal. <laughs> uh, that, no, hers oh, was the hers first. Oh, hers was like hers the was... first one. Yeah, yeah, hers was the hers, first one. That's why I don't remember random. it. Yeah, and it was it was just like 
bam, there's a monster. Bam, she's got a heart crystal. Bam, and they got it yeah. back now. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't. It didn't yeah. have. We'll we'll talk about her her next. But yeah, I just feel like like Ami didn't get to do anything cool until almost the very end. Like she comes up with the sailor yeah. teleport twice. She you know pulls out her little goggles and her little computer. But, like, she doesn't use it enough. It's not brought out enough. Like, nobody calls on her to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know? she she is just kind of a tool in the toolbox in, in this season. She yeah. doesn't, like you said, doesn't have a whole lot of her uh, agency. Doesn't have a whole lot of um, personality. She's, mm. she's very much just kind of a one-dimensional... Uh, until she gets a little bit more dimension during the the episodes focusing on her, but even then, it's it's kind of marginal. It's, it's know, walked back. Good... Huh? It's walked back. They do this with her a lot, yeah. where like yeah. Ami is really just like the good girl who scores well on exams, and it's like the ideal Japanese student, and that's yeah, that's it for her. That's how they treat her in the anime, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, I kind of like. I feel like in the manga there's she's depressed you know like mm. it, it's not like they flat out say it but there is there's this sadness there this emptiness she feels like she can't make friends she feels like she doesn't fit in you know uh, there's like even a one of her side stories where she's like i just want to sleep i just want to sleep forever you know and i they don't never flat out say like oh ami has depression but there's a lot more sad loneliness from her in the manga that I kind of wish they would play into the anime because it would give her more depth and she just doesn't have that depth. She's just pleasant and quiet and gets along with everybody all the time, you know? Kim, I if we were in the same room, I would fight you right now because everything you have just said is what they do in the live action and I've been trying to get you to watch that for almost 20 years. Well, I'm going to have to watch it soon because cause we're going to be going over it. So I will anyway. watch it. It's going to happen. The frustration on the inside. Um, <laughs> like so you would be we'll, so we'll happy. Compare that. We'll compare that when we get to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I might just like fully skip. We might like do things out of order and I might have us watch the live action and then do the original Sarah Mew run because I want you to watch the live action so bad. Um. <laughs> we'll talk about okay. that more. I mean, if it, if it narratively makes more sense, because I know it's got a lot more in common with the, uh, the original anime and manga, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that is a direction oh, it, we could it, take it, but we'll figure it out. It fully does not, but it, it, it doesn't follow, <laughs> it doesn't follow the law to the letter, but it follows it to the spirit. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway. Which is fun. Um, that's a sneak preview, guys, of how I'm going to feel when we get to that. Okay. So, Sailor Mars. Manga, mm-hmm. like, we have, again, we have the spirituality of Ray. Like, Ray and Mamo both have these visions, like we discussed in the previous episode. Um, but she also has visions of the talismans as well. Yeah. And immediately tells all of her friends <laughs> like right i didn't realize ray hadn't told her friends about these visions until like because i she had the vision in that very first episode 
where she gets her heart crystal stolen. And I thought like after she told her friends and then later on, she's like, they're all studying and she's thinking about this vision of destruction. And I, and I was like, Oh, did she not tell anybody? <laughs> right. I thought, I thought everybody was operating off of this information. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah. in, in the manga, yeah, in the manga, her, her other abilities definitely play uh, an important part. Because um, it makes the talisman and this fear of the future have more weight. Because there's this impending feeling like this is going to happen. These talismen mm-hmm. are going to be found and the world is going to end. And she's she's trying to, um, she's communicating this to her, her friends. And it's not just all popping up because these two random senshi say so. Because that's kind of how it plays out in the anime. It's just like Uranus and Neptune. They're like, yeah, this is a thing, you know? Right. In the manga, Ray is very much like something has happened to mess with the future because we're have I'm having these visions of doom. And we know that's right. not what the future holds. We literally went to the future. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so she's like, something has on. changed. Something has happened. There is a new enemy or I wouldn't be having these visions. Mm-hmm. We just don't know who they are. We don't know where they are. We don't know what their plans are. But there is an enemy. We do need to be on guard. Um, And she does act probably. I think this is the only time she ever really acts independently, which is when she decides to go for training for her birthday. But like the secret is that she uh, she like because they are all suspecting Mugen Gakuen. Uh, because that's where Udiel is having like the martial arts retreat. That's why she's there, so she can spy on them. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then Jupiter figures mm-hmm. it out and calls her out on it, and she's like, "Okay, since you figured it out, I'll let you in on it." But <laughs> and that's not a pairing that you see very often. You don't really see Mars and Jupiter, like not even in yeah. like fanfic. I don't think I don't like. I've seen like Mako Minako. I've seen like obviously like Ami Mako is a huge thing. Um, Ray Mako is not, that's not a thing that really, it, it exists, but it's not yeah. prominent. For sure. Yeah, so it's a good team up for those characters. Yeah. The most interesting thing, and I we forgot to mention this in the manga, for manga Ami, which is that, like, when they do go to Mugen Gakuen at the end, and, like, after all the witches five are defeated, but, like, they're revived to, like, trap them all in the spell, Mars is the only one who's confronted with, like, her Witches 5 correspondent, but doesn't have a dream to entice her. Like, what Udiel tells her is not like, wouldn't you rather be this? Like, how, like, V. Louis is like, you want to be a you want to be a scientist and a doctor, and how can you do that when you're a senshi? And, like, Jupiter's is, like, I want to be, like, I want to run a bakery and a flower shop and, you know, be a wife. Minako's is to be a, an idol and to be to be a household name, and Mars is just you are going to fail. You are going to fail mm-hmm. your princess, right? And that yeah, is just she's such a different character, powerful. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> yeah. just powerful that Mars's Mars's goal, her dedication, is literally her job as a senshi. She's like, I want to protect my princess, and then I yeah. want to protect my queen. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really awesome. Um, she's such a strong, loyal character. So opposite in the anime. She's such a bitch. 
Yeah, I really feel like anime Ray falls victim to like the strong female character trope. Oh yeah, especially you know? at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's frustrating because they give her all of these goals that don't match her. They really don't. Um, you know? They really transpose a lot onto her that it's just like, oh, little girls like this, little girls like that. And at the same time, they're giving her this like borderline Sundere personality type. Like, Sundere personality type wasn't a thing at that time. Like, it didn't have, a, I don't think it had a name quite yet. It but wasn't as big a trope. It was starting. Yeah, the trope. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't as like big. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as solidified as it would be later. Mm hmm. It's like that. She's just a hundred percent like that rude, harsh character, but secretly she's a softie and she'll do anything for her friends except treat them nice, I guess. <laughs> It's weird as the anime progresses, we see less and less of Rei with the other century, and, like, she really only exists kind of to mess with Usagi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's she's just very mean to her, and I, I keep hoping it's, like, sometimes you'll see her stop being so much of a jerk, and it's like, is she turning around? And then it's, like, business as usual. Yeah, no, she gets two episodes this season, but one of her episodes, it's a Yuichiro episode. It's only a her episode mm -hmm. because Yuichiro is obsessed with her. Right. I'm right. pretty sure he's phased out by, like, the next season because I do not remember Yuichiro in Super S. That would be nice. Like he's they phased so old. <sighs> Him and Mamoru are too old. Why do they keep He's older these? than Mamoru because Mamoru at least has never, like, put on a suit and gone to work. Oh <laughs> we have never seen Mamoru drink beer, but we have definitely seen Yuichiro drink beer. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. No. Yeah. yeah. Don't be weird. Uh, She's 14. She's, she's, oh my god. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess in this season she's 15. But that doesn't, doesn't matter. It's not better. It's not better. It's not any better. Doesn't make Anyways. it better. Yeah, it's really frustrating. But she's still a bully. So to the anime, she's still a bully. Uh, and this time she has, unlike the manga, when she has her visions, for some reason she keeps them hidden. She she keeps meditating, trying to figure it out herself, but she doesn't tell anybody until, like, everybody's already kind of learning about it. I legitimately don't you know? know what she was trying to figure out. The vision was telling her everything she needed to know. Destruction. Talismans. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> What what were you meditating on? What were you trying to figure out? It just kept showing you the same thing. Yeah. And Man, I would really like Yuichiro if he wasn't so old. Because he does have a good moment in that episode where he, where she's, like, trying to figure things out. And he's, like, trying to make sure she's taken care of. Like, that's pretty wholesome. His behaviors are wholesome. He's just too old. I would like Yuichiro if they focused more on the spiritual side of Rei and Yuichiro yeah. seeing Rei as, like, a sensei. Yeah, that would be nice. That would you be know, great. To be like, I saw you, and I thought, oh my god, 
I'm wasting my life. I should follow this path of like religion or spirituality. Yeah, you know, that would be much he would better. be <laughs> he would be way more tolerable. It would make a lot of his like rays moving away from me like have well one it would be better because it's not this creepy age dynamic it would just be like i'm losing my teacher yeah yeah it it would make it would make his focus on her less creepy you know Mm -hmm. because like he does get uh, i didn't like when he got super uh possessive of her because that's what happens (sighs) he'll get super possessive and it's like that's uncomfortable like first of all you're way too old for her and even if you were her age like you don't need to be that clingy mm-hmm. at least if he were a 15 year old be like okay kiddo you're 15 you don't right. realize that this behavior is not appropriate but he's too yeah. old for that it's But yeah, see, look, I hate we're spending so much more time talking about him because she's so just a non-entity. She really <laughs> is. Like the only like the only things I remember about Ray this episode, like she doesn't even get to like face off against Udiel even, you know? Like mm-hmm. she just she doesn't she doesn't get enough time. Her episodes aren't really even about her. Um Yeah. And then too like the the times when she is prominent it's when she's being a bully like when they're outside of the tomoe household when it's the card daimon and yeah. like professor tomoe is like oh no they figured it out and then like sailor mars just immediately starts abusing sailor moon <laughs> it's like, yeah but <laughs> no some professionalism here that's your princess right <laughs> like come on like none of you know what to do like ami is busy calculating just don't, like, ruin the reputation of the Sailor team by being a jerk in front of this guy. Right. Show some respect to uh, your team. Yeah. But, that said, she is really nice to Chibiusa. The only person she's really nice to. Yeah. 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 At least she's so, at least she doesn't bully children. Literal children. <laughs> she only bullies you if you're her age. <laughs> she only bullies right. you if you're Usagi. <laughs> you're Chibi Usa, you're fine. Um, she gets she gets half a gold star for that. <laughs> yeah. And that carries over from like the previous season because she was the nicest to Chibi Usa out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's Mars. Sorry, Mars fans. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, we're sorry. There's not much more to say. Um... Sailor Jupiter. Um, She's adorable. So good. Like, in my notes, literally wrote, cute queen. Uh, yeah. I love her in the manga. I love her in the anime. Um, I love that she still has her friendship with Asanuma in the manga. Oh, yeah. Characters continue to exist. <laughs> yeah, I love that, like, they lean into her being a caring maternal sort of person in the manga. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Isagi's a very caring person, but I feel like she's more, she, she's a little less, she's less focused than Jupiter, which if, going with your perception of her being ADD or ADHD, um, that makes more sense. Whereas Jupiter is kind (laughs) of like, a friend is doing something suspicious, and I must figure out why. 
so I can help. She's a lot more observant. Yeah. Yeah. I like to, because like when they're doing the, when Mars goes to the spiritual training and then they find the, the Mugengakuen thing and Haruka's there and <laughs> Mako's immediately like, I'll fight you. <laughs> and then does. Yeah. <laughs> so Usagi is, is like a friend and loving, but she's also, despite her, being Sailor Moon, she's actually non-confrontational. Like, she would rather not fight. Anytime mm. it's possible to not fight, she'd rather not fight. Jupiter, she is loving, um, she's loyal, and she's protective. And because she's so protective, like, Usagi's protective too, but she's not confrontational. Um, Mako is confrontational. She will defend her friend's uh, whether, you know, physically, if she's got to throw down, mm-hmm. she will throw down, you know? Um, yeah, I, I like... I like that that actually carries over to the anime a little bit mm-hmm. this time. Yeah, I... And this is why, like, I see a lot of myself in Jupiter, in that, like, Jupiter picked her people, and she's like, I will die for these people and these people only. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas Suzaki yeah. is like, I will die for everybody. Jesus ain't got nothing on right. me. Right. <laughs> Usagi is a martyr. <laughs> yeah. Usagi is, is much more willing to believe in the, the inherent goodness of other people, whether they're from this planet or not. Uh, and yeah. Jupiter is like, uh, yeah, if you fucked up once, you're a uh, fuck up forever. And if you hurt my people, I will destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I think she's me. a little more forgiving than that because she does come around with the the outer senshi. But, she does, um, but she's the she's the biggest holdout. Like her and Ray, yeah. in the manga are very but, much like nah. They have to I'd, prove themselves, though, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I, don't know. I just uh, really love Jupiter. I, I love her in the manga. I love, I love her in the anime. <laughs> she's just she so cute. <laughs> I really appreciate that in the anime. Um, she had this. She had this deep respect for um, Haruka. Uh, yeah. As a, outside of um, outside of senshi form, you know, she had this deep respect for her because there's a lot there that she aspires to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like that she had this aggressive hate for Uranus. Because she's looking at Uranus and Neptune and she's like, uh-uh, you guys are bad news, you know? And I like that she kept that suspicion up. And then it, I I wish the anime had more time for characters to have deeper reactions to things. Because I would have liked to have seen more character moments of her processing that her idol, Haruka... And her enemy, Sailor Uranus, are the same person. But we don't get a lot of that. We don't get a lot of depth there. And that could have been really interesting. Yeah, and again, it's the problem with, you know, like, a weekly show being aired in real time in the 90s. Where, like, you can't have that sort of serialization. Whereas you can't have that Mm -hmm. in the manga because you would get your issue of Nakayoshi. And then you would get the next one. You could go back and reread the last one. You know, that wasn't a, that wasn't the right. case with the anime. And like, I agree with you, especially because in episode 96, which is when Mako gets her heart crystal stolen. And also when she's like really admiring Haruka, 
like it's two sides of the same coin, right? Like Haruka is very bold and very certain and like who she is, she's very comfortable in how she presents, even though like the world is perceiving her as masculine and like Japan has very strict gender roles and Haruka is flouting that. And like Mako is perceived as masculine as well, even though she doesn't want to be seen that way and having that sort of conflict there and then seeing Haruka be like, yeah, I don't, like, this is who I am, and who I am is great. And then Haruka still has that personality as Sailor Uranus, but she's a bully. Like, Mako right. interp- she's like, you're a bully. And if we know anything about Mako, whether in the manga, the anime, live action, musicals, whatever, like, Mako-chan does not like bullies. She yeah. will not suffer she- a bully. She defends the weak, and she's not okay with bullies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she do... cherishes those who she who she feels needs to be protected. Yeah, and you know she sees Haruka as having like that power, like Haruka being like, "I have the power to protect the people that I love," and Mako's like, "I also have the power to protect people that I love," and so like mm-hmm. that's. You know, like, I can be bold. Like, she tries on, like, that cute little scarf at the end, you know, where it's bolder than what she would normally wear, where it's just like, no, it's okay for me to be who I am. Because yeah, there's nothing wrong with who I am. Yeah. So, like, I know we've been very negative so far this episode, but they really, they do do well with Jupiter. They do. Um, I like that uh, in the anime, it shows that Mako and Usagi are, like, on the same level when it comes to education. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> she's, like, all, she's like the next worst at English. Like, Usagi's really bad, but Mako-chan is also, like, not good. Like, when, like, the Englishman <laughs> comes in. <laughs> the stereotypical Englishman who walked out of, like, a London home. <laughs> The most a, English of Englishmen. In a three-piece wool suit. Like, he was just missing a cravat. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, with his, but, his, you know, like, every like the others all say, like, you know, like, nice to meet you, or, like, some variation. And she was like, very good, thank you. <laughs> it's like, no, Michael. <laughs> That's a response. <laughs> um... But she they had take the a... spirit. She had the spirit. Like, she tried. She was close. <laughs> um, But I was mad that the anime took away her her moment with the Telu plant. Yeah. that's what it was in the manga. Yeah, they really didn't um, emphasize that like they did in the manga. Because mm-hmm. in the manga, you had each of the senshis going to fight each of the witches you know yeah um i wonder way more vague sorry please continue oh just said it's way more vague in the anime um yeah i wonder cause... if that's because in the anime they focus way more on her lightning powers than they do on her flower powers maybe because the manga has more focus on oh gosh what is jupiter in japanese mokuse right Pretty sure that's what it is. But I this, don't know. The symbol for it is, like, the symbol for tree. It's the kanji for right. tree. So, like, Jupiter is the wood planet in, I right. th- 
I think according to like Chinese astronomy, astrology, and astrology. That, uh, yeah, the, no, the elements. Um, yes. the elementals. It's, yeah, yeah. So there's the five it's, Chinese uh, elements, and it's fire, water, wood, metal. Fire, water, yeah. wood, metal. Yeah, because for us, our our alchemy for elements are earth, water, earth. air, and fire. And there's there's is um, fire, water, uh, wood, metal, earth. Wood and yeah. earth are separate. Uh, yeah. Please yeah. see Card Kepper Sakura where she uses um, the woody card to trap the earthy card. Anyway, not important. <laughs> <laughs> That's not important, uh, but they. F- but I think Takeshi Sensei focuses more on the flowery aspects of Jupiter, and the anime is like. But lightning bolts are really cool, though. Yeah, and like fair. It's, it's like which of these are we going to animate? We need lightning. Yeah, yeah. I don't. And she's like got that. her little lightning rod, so it's way more dynamic, and it's a lot easier to animate then uh, a bunch of flower petals and a bunch of leaves. So it does suck when she gets to Jupiter Oak evolution because they're like, we we can't work around that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's plant powers. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's like we're and, trying to, and like water, we're trying like to compete plant- with Pikachu over here. Come on. <laughs> Jupiter is a is an electric grass type. Is that a is that a Pokemon? <laughs> It must be. I'm gonna look it up now. Sorry, everyone. Oh, when Rotom is in its lawnmower form, it's electric grass. <laughs> I know that there's probably people listening. It's lawnmower form? Oh yeah. my god, I forgot. So found Rotem it. like what? inhabits it inhabits I like, see him. Yeah, it inhabits appliances, so if it goes into a microwave, um, it's electric fire. If it's in a lawnmower, it's electric grass. If it's in a washing machine, it's electric water. If he was in a lawnmower mode in America, he'd be a, a gas type. <laughs> But anyways. Anyways, as it turns out, uh, Jupiter's corresponding Pokemon is a lawnmower. Excellent. We apologize. Uh, Game Freak needs to do better. (laughs) Yeah, what is this? Anyway, so that's Jupiter. She deserves better than a lawnmower Pokemon. On to Sailor Venus, which I'm really excited to talk about because she's great all the time. I think she's better in the anime than she is even in the manga. Yeah, they they um they let her have personality. It's great. <laughs> she gets to be different and weird. Yeah. And and I love that in her episode where her heart crystal is stolen, like everyone's like Minako doesn't have a pure heart though, right? <laughs> but none of them are willing to admit it. They're like, we can't we can't say that. <laughs> She is pure in her impurity. (laughs) (laughs) I 
Love it. I love that she had three full episodes dedicated to her. I love that um, with her, they have her questioning if she really wants to be a senshi, like, because she has actual dreams. Like, unlike Sailor Mars, who, in the anime, who just says, like, these are all of my dreams, but makes absolutely no moves to realize any of them. Um, except mm-hmm. for, I guess, like, that one episode in Sailor Moon R. But anyway. When she took over the festival and made it all about her? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But, like, Minako, like, consistently is, like, want to be an idol, really good at sports. Here's, like, stuff there's continuity with minako that doesn't exist for the other three yeah every time she shows up i'm happy every time she's the focus i'm like it's gonna be a good episode (laughs) (laughs) you know like there's a reason why like minako episodes are my favorite and she's just so refreshing i did like though like i was really happy at the end of the anime this season that minako stood up as leader so, like, yeah. when they were all fighting and, like, all of the blood diamonds were coming out, like, Minako really took charge. Yeah, which was really great. I like when she, I really, really love when she takes on her role as the leader of the inner senshi. Because, um, since Sailor Moon is there, oftentimes she's taking a step back. But, um, it's great when we have these moments that she actually fulfills that role. Yeah, I love it in the manga. Like, she's the first person who's like, uh, Haruka and Michiru are suspicious. Mm -hmm. Right away. Like, everyone's like, hmm, who are these girls? And Minaka's like, I don't care. I don't trust them. I don't know them. I don't trust them. (laughs) They're strangers. Um, Yeah, and she's the only one in the manga who, like, in the, the early chapters where she's sensing that they're watching them. She doesn't always catch them. But, she, but you know, there is a time where she's like, oh, okay, that's who's watching us. She's very aware of her surroundings like that when she's transformed. Mm-hmm. I love how she takes charge. And I love that in both the manga and the anime, she's still herself. She still wants to be an actor. She still wants to be a singer. She's still... She's a fully realized person. Yeah. She has her own interests outside of what's going on. I think the thing that I... Oh, please continue. Oh. I was going to say, like, her interest in um, volleyball, but it's kind of sad to hear that she gave that up when she started acting as as, as a senshi, you know? But they do come back to it more than once. And I think... It really shows that ultimately Minako is noble in her pursuits. Because mm-hmm. when push comes to shove, she's like, my first duty is as a sentry. Like, yeah. she is really good at volleyball. She is actually really good at acting. She is good at these things. But, like, she has a job. She knows what her job is. Mm-hmm. And she'll yeah. complain about it. And she'll, like, annoy Artemis about it. But, like, she has a job to do, and she'll do it. Yeah, but in the end, she'll do what she's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. What she's destined to do. Yeah, in the the stars arc in the manga, like, her and Rey are very... Her and Rey are very much on the same page, but they present it differently. Where Rey is like, uh, I am dedicated to and will die for my princess 100%. And she, 
she puts that out there every single time. And Minako is like, I don't know, I just want to, like, play games with Isagi in the arcade. And then, like, a threat comes up and Minako is like, all right, <laughs> time to crush people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Minako's like, yeah. time to strategize, time to organize. Mm-hmm. I love Minako. Yeah, she's great. And I, I do like, um, she got a lot more love this season than previous seasons, which was much needed. Yeah, and, you know, like, it's only fair because she didn't really get any time in the first season because she came in so late. Yeah, she really didn't. Yeah. So, so I, I think they, I, I, this is purely my own opinion. This is not based in any fact. This is just, like, the vibes that I get. I feel like the animation team probably enjoyed Minako because she was, like, as a character, she feels low stakes. You know? Mm-hmm. But she's fun. She's energetic. Like, she's a good character to watch. Yeah, and she's she's playful. She doesn't have any, like, she doesn't have a romantic attachment like uh, Mamoru does. Mm-hmm. So you can just fool around with her. She can flirt. She can meet people. She can do things. Um, yeah. And she's got a cute dynamic with uh, Artemis. Because with uh, Luna Unosagi, Luna is a luna's a boy to her like there's a little bit of a, a maternal dynamic sometimes but it's it's more like an abusive maternal dynamic yeah so you know talking about it's the like, cat it's so like in... that well i'll let you go go ahead sorry it's just that with talking about the cats um they do both take a huge back seat in both the manga and the anime this time around um Luna, yeah. like, what little we see of Luna is not good. Luna is just no, mean, not like you all. said. She's <laughs> like, Luna gives me some Mother Gothel vibes, where it's like, oh, honey, getting kind of fat there, aren't you? Where it's like, it's like, <sighs> she's, she's just saying things that don't need to be said. Yeah, the kinds I don't... of things that, like, feed into insecurity. And you're like, why do you hate? usagi yeah it's just kind of like they didn't know what to do with luna so they're just like um we'll just have luna be mean to usagi because usagi hasn't learned anything in these past two seasons i guess and or, like she hasn't it's like, seen oh, it yeah i mean at she, least she only keeps she keeps saving the planet but i guess that's not enough I mean, Luna and Rei are on the same team in the anime in that both of them will say, like, the worst shit to Usagi. Um, I, and it's, I feel it, like the stuff that Luna says is so much worse, though. Yeah, but it, I can't believe I'm saying this because it, it doesn't really count. Like, the thing that I want to say is, like, at least when she recognizes that she's really hurt Usagi, she takes it back uh-huh. and doesn't do it again. But, like, still, like, when Usagi's like, I want to learn all of these things so I can be a better partner for Mamoru, and then Luna, like, when all of the others, like, literally run away, well, Ami doesn't, Ami gets dragged away, but, like, Luna's just like, you've done this so many times, and, like, you've, you quit every time, and you're not good at this, and you're not going to do it, you're not going to follow through, and then Usagi's, like, totally broken about it. Like, (laughs) what, what, what was the purpose of that? She could have said all of those things. But in a better way in that, like, they left because we've tried this and you quit after the first session. And, you know, like, why why is this coming up now? 
it could have been a conversation. Yeah. It, it could have been kind. Yeah. Because Luna's way nicer to her in the manga. <laughs> she is. Luna is precious in the manga. I think we've moved on from Venus to the cats now. Yes, we have. We've properly moved um, on from Venus to the cats. Yeah. Luna is really cute in the manga. Luna is just constantly hanging out with Kenji Papa. She's reading the newspaper. She's watching the news with him. <laughs> Luna is like, I'm going to stick by this man because he is like a reporter. <laughs> He works for the newspaper. He works for the news in some capacity. I don't remember what that capacity is. Um, But, like, he does. And so Luna's just like, I'm going to hang out with Kenji Papa. And he's going to watch things or read things that are important to the plot. (laughs) Yeah, and it makes sense. Because it's a a clever way for them to get exposition and get information without it being shoehorned in. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, it makes sense. He's reading the paper. She's looking over his shoulder at the paper. So she learns what's in the headlines. You know? Stuff like that. Yeah. It's um, cute. Artemis, yeah. we don't see much of. Diana, we get a little bit in the manga. Like, we mentioned, you know, Mamoru cuddling Diana because, of course, like, what is he? A monster to not cuddle this tiny baby kitten? Right. <sighs> yeah. She's Artemis in the anime... Artemis in the anime gets some good moments, you know, back and yeah. forth with the, uh, with the, um, Mina, with Mina. More, yeah, like we've had more time with Luna and Usagi just from the first season, but like Artemis yeah. and Minako have a much more genuine relationship. It definitely yeah. feels more like a partnership than like uh-huh. an abusive mother daughter situation. <laughs> right. Right. I love that Artemis uh, at the end of the volleyball episode, like, comes up with a dozen roses to give Minako. It's very sweet. It's it's so lovely that, you know, like, he does love Minako. He cares about her a lot. And, like, if you read Sailor V, there's a lot of, like, Artemis has a crush on Minako, you know, which I feel is unnecessary and is largely absent from the Sailor Moon manga. Um, but... I it's, love that he still... does genuinely care about Minako, and he's just kind of yeah. like, please stop being stupid. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the crush is still a little bit there in the anime, but mm. it's not so heavy-handed that it feels like he, like, actually wants to get with her or anything like that. Like, it, it's like it's subtle enough that you could be like, this is just admiration, though. You know, mm-hmm. like if it's something they ever wanted to develop, they could make it more uh, f- more obvious. But I, it doesn't have to be, you know? Yeah. Anime Artemis doesn't get a human form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it never goes there. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the anime commits its greatest sin, which is to not have Diana. Yeah. That's the greatest Why? sin. She's, it's, you know what? We're going to get a ton of Diana next season. Give us kittens now. I think I do remember Diana being present in Super S. And if we start watching Super S and she's not there, I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> uh, She's definitely in the movie, Super S movie. Okay, so she's probably in the anime. Because there's a lot of focus on Chibiusa. And so Chibiusa's little best friend from the future. A yeah, cat. Yeah. Which is correct. More kitten, please. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much cats this season. Not really. And the representation yeah. was not super great. 
Artemis was Artemis is always a joy. Yeah. Luna was a monster. Um, <sighs> Luna, do better. I wish something that I wish that I don't think the anime ever does is they really should have a guy's day out with Mamoru and Artemis. Aww. Wouldn't that be cute? That's a cute idea. We never get any time with them. If anybody... Yeah, we don't get boy time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm giving an assignment to one of our listeners. Uh, <laughs> if you can find, like, a Mamoru Artemis fanfic, not romantic, just them hanging out and being bros, please send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad you put that disclaimer there, because we would have gotten some stuff. I'm sure it exists. It's not what I'm after. So, like, I just want them being bros. Yeah. All right. Any final words about the Innocenti and the cats? Um, any final thoughts? Uh... I did like that we got some emphasis on characters we didn't see as much last season. Um, some of our favorites, I feel like, got neglected. Mars and Mercury, I feel like, got very neglected. I'm hoping it's a little bit more balanced in the next season. Because all the Senshi are great characters. Lots of fun. Lots of lots of um, personality there. And I feel like we didn't get to see it shine that much this season. So let's hope moving forward that that changes. Yeah, I I think the anime team is just not used to dealing with this many characters. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Hopefully it gets better in the anime. Um, maybe I will like Super S better this time around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've changed since the last time I watched the season. Okay. <laughs> uh... Here we go. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and now on Tumblr at Oshiokiopod because Twitter is currently on fire. Uh, or contact us through email <laughs> at oshiokiothepodcast at gmail.com. All that information will be in our show notes. Thanks, as always, to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. Or... Tsukini kawatte. Oh, she'll